The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. The field is set for the final four, the college football playoff. They made their decision on Sunday. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, they made it. And Ohio State got lucky and got in the field as well. You know, the Buckeyes, they didn't play in a conference title game. They moved up a spot following USC's big loss in the Pac-12 title game on Friday. And it gave two Big Ten playoff teams for the first time in the formats nine years. Ryan Day said, I guess it really doesn't matter how we got here now that we're here. Number four, Ohio State's going to face number one, Georgia, in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. It's like a home game for the Bulldogs playing in Atlanta. And then number two, Michigan, will face number three, TCU, in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Eve. The title game is... Going to be played January 9th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, Cali. TCU got to hold on to their ranking after losing in overtime in the Big 12 title game to Kansas State. What a game that was. The Horned Frogs and Buckeyes are the fifth and sixth teams to make the college football playoff without winning a conference title. I guess that doesn't matter anymore. Sonny Dykes was concerned about his team's playoff status after the loss, but said that he had faith in the selection committee. They got to have a watch bash for the TCU players in Fort Worth, and they went crazy when they found out they had landed a spot in the four. Dykes said, we had a little bit of a sleepless night, but appreciate the committee's confidence in our players and our program. I think it's all you can ask for at the beginning of the season. Bama finished 10-2. and two. They wanted to make the jump into the playoff. And Nick Saban was lobbying for his team over the weekend. If we played any of those teams that are on the edge of getting in, Saban said, would we be the underdogs or the favorite? He said that on Fox during the halftime at a Big Ten championship game being played in Indianapolis between the Wolverines and the Boilermakers. The Tide were ranked fifth by the selection committee. And Bob Corrigan, the AD at NC State, said that Ohio State's big wins over Penn State and Notre Dame helped get them into the playoff over Alabama. Corrigan said, as we looked at the 
total body of work. The committee was comfortable with Ohio State at four and Alabama at five. Corrigan also said that having three teams, TCU, Bama, and Ohio State without conference titles, changed the conversation in the room as they argued the merits of everybody's work. Corrigan said, obviously, it's going to change some because it's different than what it's been in the past, but our goal is to look at the totality of the games that are played. He said there's like a lot of discussion around Alabama, but without conference titles, more was given uh, in terms of consideration to resumes. So TCU's regular season win over Kansas State loomed large, and they were impressed by their comeback and 10-point victory. But Corrigan said that that was just one example of what impressed them about TCU. He said, look, you think about TCU in a game against Baylor, getting on the field, running on the field, getting the field goal, speaks about a disciplined team, a well-rounded team. We're trying to look at everything we can as we get into this. So Georgia and Michigan, both 13-0, and are the playoff teams that are in it for the second straight year. They won their conference title games easily on Saturday and will look to be the fourth team to win the college football playoff with an undefeated record. The only time Georgia and Ohio State had previously played in the uh, game was 92, the Citrus Bowl, a 21-14 Bulldogs victory. TCU, their only national title came in 1938. They've never played Michigan. The Wolverines uh, were talking big about uh, their opponent after a number of players watched the Big 12 title game. Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy said that Max Duggan's a great player, but it's going to be awesome to see how he shapes up against our defense. I always look at other quarterbacks to see if I can uh, take bits and pieces of their game and add it to mine. Max is a tough dude. Seeing him run the ball, especially on those last couple of drives, it was really uh, standing out and realizing, hey, it's the Big 12, but there's an opportunity for me to use my legs. Michigan's unbelievable, right? Like... I think they have a shot to win the whole thing. I think they'll, frankly, beat TCU. And I think Georgia uh, is going to beat Ohio State. And I think it's going to be Georgia and Michigan. I think Michigan's going to knock them off. I think Michigan's uh, well-rounded. I think they're well-coached. There was talk of Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, after the game that NFL teams are doing their homework on him. What's there to do homework on? I mean, honestly, this guy, uh, he's already done it. He's done everything uh, in the NFL, college football, you name it. But what he's doing at Michigan is special. Like, what he's doing up there is incredible. Two straight Big Ten titles, two straight college football playoff, you know, entrance. I mean, that's crazy. And, you know, last year they didn't get it done. Maybe this year they do get it done. And people that think this is just a walk in the park for Georgia, that they're so dominant and that they're going to, you know, repeat, I think are tripping. I think they got to deal with that Michigan team, and it is going to be a hell of a game. Michigan does everything. They have a good quarterback. They got good receivers. They got a good running game. Their running game took a hit when Blake Corum went down with the knee, and he's done, by the way, for the year. And then Edwards stepped up and just took over and racked off huge games one after the next. So, And they didn't have any problem with Purdue either. I mean, they rolled them. So Alabama's going to face Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl after missing out on the playoff for just the second time since the playoff began in 2014. The Wildcats, spoiled TCU's perfect season, are going to face 
the fifth-ranked Crimson Tide for the first time ever on a football field on New Year's Eve. So, Bama is faced with an unfamiliar question. How many of the Tide's best players are going to play in the bowl game? Saban said he hopes the players will see it as an opportunity to create value for themselves, even if they're older players and have a chance to get drafted this year and come out, whether they're seniors or juniors. Clemson and Tennessee are headed to the Orange Bowl. Clemson got in by winning the ACC easily over North Carolina. Tennessee was the highest-ranked team left uh, after the Rose and Sugar Bowls made their picks. It's the seventh trip to the Orange Bowl for the number seven Tigers and fifth appearance in the game for the number six Volunteers. Utah, which vaulted into the top ten after upsetting USC in the Pac-12 title game in Vegas, will face number 11 Penn State in the Rose Bowl on January Second, the eighth-ranked youths are the first team to make it back to back Rose Bowl appearances since Stanford in 2012 and 2013. I went to those games. So, uh, USC, which fell short of a bid to the playoff in Lincoln Riley's first season, will settle for the Cotton Bowl. The tenth-ranked Trojans will face number 16 Tulane, which will be making its first New Year's Six bowl game. Uh, since the 1940 Sugar Bowl. How about your boy Deion Sanders takes the Colorado coaching gig over the weekend, and he started talking about everything. Uh, He promised the, uh, you know, bottom line, uh, they're going to have everything uh, that he says that he promises on the walls inside the complex at Folsom. Vowed to lead the Buffs back to prominence after going uh, 27 and five in his three seasons at Jackson State. I have the best coaching staff assembled, some of the best scouts, some of the best kids that we're recruiting. Some already coming on the way as I speak. He told tons of fans that hooped and hollered at his uh, answers among a dozen of reporters at a press conference they had for him. He said, now that I've gotten here, I see, I understand it, I can grasp it, I can touch it, I can feel it, I can taste it. I truly understand what you want. All you want is the opportunity to win, to compete, to dominate, to be among the elite, to be among the best. And darn it, I'm going to give you that. Sanders said he has work to do in Jackson, Mississippi. He said he'll coach the unbeaten Tigers in the Celebration Bowl, the championship for historically black colleges on December 17th. Then he can turn his attention to bringing the buffs back from the dead. He said, simultaneously, like I played baseball and football, I can multitask, I can focus. This is my job and my occupation and my business and my dream to bring you back to where you know you should belong. Reports say Sanders' contract is worth $29.5 million plus incentives over five years, beginning at $5.5 million in the first year. Yearly incentives include $150,000 for six wins. 100 grand for each win after six, 150 grand for a bowl berth, and 200 grand for a New Year's Six Bowl invitation. If he wins a national title, like CU did when Bill McCartney was there, he'd get an extra 750 grand. I mean, the guy's already doing the job. He's assembled a staff, scouting the transfer portal, and reaching out to five star recruits to help fix a program that has just one winning full length season since uh, they went into the Pac 12 in 2011. At one point, he had his son, Shadur Sanders, stand up. Then he said, this is your quarterback. One thing is the university has relaxed its rules regarding transfer credits, so now they'll be able to get big-time transfers to play in Boulder. 
Sanders said it may not happen as quick as you'd like, but it's going to happen. We're going to win. It's going to happen. I'm not going to put a timetable on it, but it's going to happen. He said, sometimes I may look like an old fool, but I'm old school. He said, I'm not here to compete, but to win, not to show up, but to show out, not to be among the rest, but to be the absolute best. We're coming into work. We're not coming to play. We're coming to kill, not to kick it. He said, do you understand the intensity, the excitement, the adrenaline, the rush of what I got going right now? I can't wait to get this thing kicked off because we're coming, baby. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 